0: Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I am Dr. Andrew Scaff. He is Dr. Michael Werman, Esquire. On today's show, we'll recap the AFC and NFC Championship games and uh, talk about our ongoing betting competition. Uh, And then we'll end up providing a maybe more in-depth preview of the Pro Bowl than the NFL has provided for the NFL Pro Bowl. Uh... Through through their press releases, of, uh, you know, the last week or two, maybe more than anybody wants uh, a,
1: deep, a deeper uh, oh, preview of Pro Bowl. Wants. I guess <laughs> our our, our um, you know uh, discerning uh, viewers or listeners will certainly uh, want as much Pro Bowl games information as they can uh, as they can consume. Yes, all they want.
0: Uh, but but uh, we'll we'll kick off today's show. Uh, discussion about the uh, AFC and NFC championship games. Uh, Mike, I think both games, Kansas City versus uh, Baltimore and 49ers against the Lions, more or less each game came down to almost a single play that really one of the momentum really shifted. Um, Mike, look, I just want to sort of quiz you on this to see if you came up with the same plays If you're just thinking off the top of your head. What was the most influential play of the game? Just to start, extremely granular, and then we'll maybe expand. Okay. Right. What, uh, what, which play do you think was most critical from each of the two championship games from this last weekend?
1: I would say the Sneed uh, punch out of the ball uh, uh, that uh, Zay Flowers was when he was inter- going into the end zone, diving for the diving for the uh, goal line when Snead knocked the ball away just about, you know, a foot away from the goal line.
0: And and that was that the Chiefs were ahead 17-7. Flowers about to score would have made it 17-14 at the very beginning. Right prior. Right, the, the first, first, like Basically quarter. the first
1: play of the fourth quarter, maybe second play of the fourth quarter. Uh, right. right at the beginning there. And that was after the big uh, Zay Flowers uh, catch and run. And then the taunting Penalty, which was pretty, seemed like a pretty standard call. There wasn't, there wasn't like a, a lot of, um you know. It seemed like he, he kind of taunted in multiple ways that the the, the NFL frowns yeah. upon. You know, he kind of he pushed Snead down when he was on the ground. He you he know pushed, stood over him
0: stood over him, which is I think was all that is necessary
1: for calling. Yeah. And there. he spun he kind of spun the ball right in his like you know not maybe right behind his head. Yeah, uh, and so that was, it was clearly a celebration was not aimed. It was definitely aimed at Snead and it wasn't, you know, on, on its own. So that, which is what the NFL doesn't really usually care for. Um, if you're a star player, sometimes you can get rid of, you can, you can get away with a little more than that, but I think uh, Flowers. Um... We have to remember too, that, you know, they did call
0: uh, Tyree Hill for a penalty for giving the peace sign as he ran by someone.
1: Yeah. But yeah. they sometimes yeah. yeah, sometimes they would do that, but usually they wouldn't do that with Hill. So like, you know, maybe he has a little bit more uh he doesn't quite a bit. It's become his thing. So maybe they don't use they don't they don't care. Maybe anymore. and it's not I mean it's not like uh
0: you know that showy, I guess anyway. It's not yeah. I mean, geese isn't mean, that's yeah, the yeah. kindest <laughs> thing to to give to someone. Is yeah. Peace. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. So that yeah, I think that was so you was that was that the play that you were thinking was the turning point as well? So I, I would have said the
0: fumble, but I also would have taken the, uh, you know, the, the penalty on Flowers with the immediate, you know, kicking off Sneed's, um, you know, return uh, to Flowers for having taunted him uh, by knocking the ball out afterwards. That, that, that is what I was looking for anyway, yes. Okay. I thought you would find that one. The second game, though, what do you think was the critical play?
1: There were a couple... I would say one of them I don't this isn't the one I'm gonna pick, but one of them was the Gibbs fumble. Uh but I think the I think the main one, the, the one I would pick is the Brandon Ayuk reception that bounced off of the uh Detroit defensive back that almost uh, that should have been intercepted, but ended up being a near touchdown uh for Ayuk and Intercepted or at least just fallen incomplete because fallen incomplete, yeah. It'd be like a fifty in, yard. Pass anywhere, by, I mean, yeah.
0: Ayuk got zero part of that ball on the way through. <laughs>
1: Yeah which which made it so much more incredible right Yeah that was that was an amazing catch that's 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 so that's, that's, that's the one I would probably I would probably pick as as something that sparked helped spark the uh 49ers rally
0: cuz at that point in the game the uh 49ers were down 24-10 interception would have been nearly a killer at that point and uh, mm. you know ended up being setting up the touchdown then I think Gibbs fumbled on the very next next possession which then turned into another touchdown right away so i mean that i mean i don't know that that play could have been any bigger to give uh san francisco the momentum anyway so that was yeah i mean the second half for the 49ers was great the first half for the lions was great
1: yeah
0: but basically the entire game that the chiefs played was at least above average
1: yeah the first half was really good for the chiefs i think they left some points on the board Mm -hmm. uh Kelsey, it looked like he made that first down. This was after this was after the strip sack by Amendue, who unfortunately won't be in the Super Bowl because he tore his ACL. Mm. It turns out just um, a few plays but, later, even too that was yeah, and it was just it it bad. Yeah, it just kind of he wasn't even touched by anybody. It was just a fluke,
0: non-contact injury.
1: And that that seems to be when they happen the most, or as much as contact injuries, but the non-contact ones always seem to be serious. If you just kind of fall down for. Apparently, no reasons because well, your Achilles is ruptured or your ACL is torn or something like that. Yeah, but the um, but when after the sack and fumble recovery by the Chiefs, um, they didn't score any points off of those off of that turnover, uh, because, uh, they they were stopped on fourth down. But Kelsey on third down, it looked like he actually got the first down, but it was a poor spot, and but the Chiefs decided to not. Challenge and decided just to go for it anyway, from about a yard, a little less than a yard away, and uh, Pacheco got stuffed. Um, but they should have challenged that, I, I think, and that would have perhaps, or if they didn't get it, maybe they should just kick a field goal to go up another um, uh, three points. Just to, you know, because they didn't get, ended up with nothing on that drive, and they actually got no points off of Baltimore's three turnovers or Baltimore three turnovers. of the Chiefs didn't get any points off of them, so it was. Um, they did two. I guess two of the turnovers were in the end zone. So, it, you know, it would have been a full drive down the field. Uh, they were touchbacks. So it would have been 80 yards to to uh, get points. But well, the, guess...
0: the turnover on downs was, I think, yeah, I think if they, if they would have challenged it, it would have at least given them a little more time to consider what their next option would have been. And so yeah. like, I'm going to take a timeout there anyway, it wouldn't have hurt. But if you want to take the timeout, you know, burn, the challenge, which turns into the timeout, that still would have given them at least some extra time to make a decision as to what play they're going to run, or just get the field goal. I think that would yeah. have been a wise choice. If I think they they thought maybe they could catch them off guard by not knowing if they're going to challenge, just rush up to the up to yeah. the line, run the fourth down play, but that didn't no work at all. Yeah, and they were, were count- not caught off guard, and they stuffed the run.
1: Yeah, I, and the it's, they left points on the board there. They also left, I think when they got the field goal at the end of the half, those those holding penalties were both, I think, a little bit iffy on, on, uh, um, on Trey Smith. I think the second one was the one that, the one that nullified the Rice touchdown was the worst that was, was the worst call of the two, I think. Yeah. So that, so that was, that was a really good play by Rice uh, bursting through and scoring that, you know, 30 something yard touchdown or whatever it was where he outran, you know, uh, so Rice hasn't really outrun people for a long distance, uh, except that play that we've seen. I think because uh, he got caught in that was it Cincinnati in that one long long play. He got after about fifty yards down the field. He, he was caught uh, uh, by by the uh, Bengals defenders. But um, yeah, so that was a big play that was taking on the board. I guess also the Chiefs could have scored at the end of the game too, uh, but they decided to do the gentlemanly Andy Reid kneel down which uh, you know sealed the victory which they didn't have to do anything but you know if it was john harbaugh maybe they would have gone for it or, or or something uh like that it seems like the likes to score extra points at the uh they uh, did
0: already cover the spread they and cover the spread yeah they, they were they couldn't hit the over
1: so it, there was no
0: no like betting in proprieties uh, yeah you know to to
1: to keep away from or across yeah, and you know you didn't I guess you wouldn't want to risk anything there but that the 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 play to MVs though was quite risky I thought the long yeah. pass um he caught it but it was something that almost gave the you know if it, if it hadn't worked it would have given the ball back but they were third and nine so they needed they needed something for that first down and maybe just stopping the clock wasn't going to be the end of the world at that point so I think that was yeah. a pretty it was a pretty um bold play by the uh, chiefs to do to do that and
0: especially uh, you know throwing it to a player who had been one of the most questionable players like mm-hmm. from the regular season having you know been involved in how many different drops yeah that, uh, very or- memorably yeah.
1: against this the eagles that he had that long pass play that would have won the game but they but he he, he, he dropped it right as it was he was going to cross the goal line um, it looked a little bit like that. It was a nice lob by Mahomes, but but this one he kind of turned around and you know caught it as he was falling backwards. So he adjusted it like
0: into his lap basically. So he yeah, was able to secure it.
1: Yeah, that was a great. That was a great play. So playoff Marquez Valdez Scantling has been very good. He was excellent in the AFC Championship game last year. Mm-hmm. He had some couple big catches against Buffalo. And now he's got this big catch uh, against. Uh, the Ravens to seal the victory, so so he's been, um, you know, maybe he hasn't quite been worth the money in the regular season, but he's I think been worth it in the post season. Taking up. a page out of the maybe Frank Clark's Frank Clark playbook, yeah, Frank Clark, Sammy Watkins had some big playoff um, heroics as well. Tony and Sky Moore maybe gonna have yeah. big,
0: uh, Super Bowl implications now this year. too, you think or.
1: I don't know. Sky Moore, I think, is going to be out. Uh, I wonder, Tony, has, is if he, you know, because he had, there was that supposed rant that he had about the Chiefs when his, uh, because he was out for, quote, personal reasons, turned out to be because he was, uh, was his uh, girlfriend was giving birth to their child uh, on Saturday or something like that. And that was part of it. He also had an injury and he was upset. And I don't even know if that was real, it was hard to tell if that was really Tony. Um, did you hear about that like he i heard his,
0: about it. i didn't i didn't see the video though there wasn't right. a video it was just
1: audio so oh, okay. and it wasn't it wasn't necessarily clear when that audio was yeah. recorded or released because didn't it wasn't on like his regular social media it was on something else so like some people were thinking maybe it was a like the ravens uh fan or somebody or somebody who just. Wanted to mess with the Chiefs, put that out or something. I don't know if that's the case or not, but there have been like conspiratorial uh, things about it. So it 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 was, but uh, he's back at practice. uh, Andy Reid said, and he's I think probably going to be ready for the Super Bowl in two weeks. Yeah, I think the Chiefs need as many playmakers as they can get. So I think having Tony, even if he's been iffy at best this year, um, I think I think he's. He's a he's a dynamic player when he has the ball. Absolutely, and, and he had that punt return against Philadelphia that, and and the, and one of the touchdowns on the uh, corn dog plays, uh, that you know helped win the game. So uh, you know he 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 did great there. Sky Moore, you know maybe he'll be back too. I maybe Jerick McKinnon might be back. Maybe I don't I don't know if his his injury. What was his injury? Do you? Remember? Uh, the last the last I heard was that. The during the week before the Ravens
0: game, he was spotted on crutches still. So okay, um, they at that time it sounded like analysts were thinking that he was not going to be available for the postseason at all. Is what, mm-hmm. but you never know though too until yeah. you know a week before the game you might have an idea if it's
1: different. But yeah, the Chiefs are pretty thin at running back behind Pacheco because Edwards-Daly. Is okay, but he doesn't do the things that Pacheco does. And I guess, yeah, Michael P Ryan is he the third running back right now? He hasn't even barely seen.
0: He was in on special teams plays, I think, action. in the last game. Yeah, I, I I spotted him on the field a couple times. I hadn't really noticed him on the field
1: like much at all, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So so you know what? So were you were you impressed? What was what most impressed you about the Chiefs? Victory was it uh, the defensive performance was it Travis Kelsey's heroics was it uh, just Mahomes's uh, unflappability uh, what what were the what what the most impressed Doctor Scaff in, in the uh, Chiefs Ravens game I think everything you mentioned is you know works you could
0: easily make a case for any of those but I think I was most probably most impressed by the defense as a whole finally forcing the turnovers is really what you know was the thing that's been missing across the whole season was you know, the Chiefs were turning the ball over themselves and not able to force turnovers negative plus minus over the course of the season. Yeah. Up 3-0 in this game. Uh, and that's a bit that makes a big
1: difference. Yeah, it was it, yeah, it was an impressive performance. Uh they had, even though I think it turned out by the second half, there were some yards given up, but points were were uh few and far between for the Ravens. And you know, in the first half especially jackson's numbers look terrible he had like three, you know other than that big touchdown to uh zay flowers that was kind of a remarkable play on jackson's part yeah. um but well, just
0: just to stay on them in the play because he yeah. probably could have been i mean he looked like he was sacked once and maybe could have been sacked a second time
1: was that chanel who didn't get him or was it i'm not Frankl? sure well i can't remember but, they, you know, with Willie Gay out, the linebackers all uh, played really well. So, hopefully, Gay is back for the Super Bowl. Hopefully, Mike Edwards, who had the concussion, but was replaced by Deion Bush, who quickly had that interception in the end zone. Um, hopefully, they'll be back. And the Chiefs also dropped an interception or two that Jackson could have thrown in a bolt and had one. There's maybe, there maybe one other that was... Um, there was one that got knocked away that I think Sneed was waiting for and it got and then knocked yeah. down
0: on the way to like Sneed was like waiting for it, and
1: then somebody else like kind of knocked it down and there's the one that Jackson uh threw to himself that uh was was popped up in the air and could have been intercepted by one or two different Chiefs players but Jackson was quickest to it and but fortunately, it, um, if you watch that play, Tranquil ended up getting the tackle. But Jackson could have maybe gotten a touchdown uh, on that play because there wasn't right. really anybody in that part of the field on uh, <laughs> defense. So uh, that was a big, a uh, uh, big, big play. So, yeah, Tranquil has been really good. Um, so, unfortunately, was- uh, many he's going to be out. But maybe some of the other defensive players, I guess Noddy's probably going to be out again. But um, maybe some of the other guys can 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 step in.
0: There were a couple of plays that I thought were amusing though too. There was one one play where um, Drew Tranquil did tackle Zay Flowers, which I thought was like the most peaceful sounding two names you know <laughs> collision.
1: Flowers Tranquil. versus Flowers. Tranquil.
0: That's I mean that was fantastic anyway. But the uh, <laughs> that, is, that is um one of my favorite plays is the uh, quarterback catching his own pass though. That is,
1: you know, wow. a really
0: cool thing that is rare, and. uh yeah, and it's
1: you know impressive though because it seems like though that it's had I guess it, it reminded me of the Marcus Mariota You're touchdown right. that he scored uh, catching his own pass against the Chiefs in that in that playoff game uh, 20, 2017, after the twenty seventeen season the year the year that Mahomes was rookie year where he only played the one game uh, but he didn't he didn't play that playoff game and the right. chiefs had a big lead and they ended up losing so i was thinking uh, hopefully that wasn't going to be a repeat so i was i you was think that yes yeah
0: but has to be that's more more rare than the than than the safeties though probably even is that could you have bet that and if you did yeah how much do you think you would have won on that i mean it, it has to be a huge positive you know yeah. receiving yards for a quarterback over like 0. Yeah.
1: 0.5. There is a bet on a Super Bowl on FanDuel that is will a quarterback catch his own pass. Yeah. I think it's like four thousand uh plus four thousand or something like that.
0: That yeah. that's one of the things that we should have had a bet on. It probably isn't.
1: You know. And Mahomes I think has caught his own pass once before, but but it's yeah. not yeah, it's pretty rare. It's just usually it's usually it's because somebody bats yeah, they somebody Bats it down or hits somebody in the helmet or something and it and it right and it ricochets back but I don't yeah it's it's a it was one of yeah it was one of the big highlight it could have been one of the great plays of Jackson's career had it had it gone a little uh, farther had Tranquil not been able to uh, to to tackle him when he when he did but right but yeah it was an impressive victory by the Chiefs I was not confident about their win uh, going in. I thought maybe they could. I thought if they could, they would. it would be. It would have been a higher scoring game. And I didn't realize, I didn't think the defenses were going to be as stout on either side as they ended up being. The Chiefs really seemed to have the Ravens figured out in the first half, but then the second half, I don't know what happened, whether the Chiefs didn't make adjustments or just kind of wanted to hold on to the lead and play conservatively. Maybe a little bit of each
0: yeah, the the offense wasn't quite as effective in the second half, so like, seemed like maybe Baltimore's defense mm-hmm. um, had made some adjust, adjustments because the first half, the Chiefs, like, dominated time possession. Mm-hmm. That really, you know, set the tone for that half was that the Chiefs had the ball for most, almost as many minutes in the first half of this game as they had in the entirety of the previous game against Buffalo. Yeah. So, I mean, that really you know, set the tone for the half. But they weren't able to dominate the ball as much in the second half and were playing a little more on their heels, but the defense came up big and when it after they gave up lots of yards. So it ended up not mattering that they gave up the yardage. So it
1: Yeah, they didn't they didn't give up the yardage to um Jackson on the ground really. He only had about fifty rushing yards. So I think they were playing the run and say, well you can pass against us. We will we'll we'll give we'll basically let you throw the deep ball every once in a while, but we aren't going to give you. We aren't going to. We're going to play the run, and not give you easy passes either. Or we'll give you like three yard passes. But there weren't like a lot of like ten yard completions, fifteen yard completions. They were either guys out of the backfield or the occasional bomb to Flowers uh, mm-hmm. worked out every once in a while. But most of the long passes uh, were overthrown or were off target by Jackson. So I, the Chiefs had yeah had a good had a plan and and it seemed to work really well.
0: Um, and, and this, there weren't many like fourth and ones or third and ones they were mostly like third and sevens and yeah so they weren't really even giving it you know a chance to go for a fourth and ones you know for Baltimore, in Baltimore you know giving those scenarios where they can go have that extra down attempt to yeah. to make rather than punt because if they're far enough away from the first down mark they're not going to go for it I guess so yeah. this, they don't want to make the mistake
1: so this was a, this deep into the game. Should we go through our bets maybe for the, a- yeah, game? sure. Yeah. I was just going to say, this was just supposedly one of the great, maybe the Ravens were seen as one of the great teams of all time by some of the advanced stats, uh, kind of metrics. And they were, you know, this, like they, you know, and also the way they beat, uh, they had I think beaten 11 teams with winning records. And then most of those were by, by double digits. And so like they, they had really stormed through the regular season uh, but
0: I they didn't really
1: at the at the end of the season, mm-hmm. too. They didn't really play a lot of um really top level quarterbacks during their stretch. You know, they didn't they didn't play against Josh Allen, they didn't play against Mahomes during the regular season. They, you know, they um, you know, roughed up some good teams that were good, but maybe not they didn't have the elite quarterback play that uh, you know, a couple of the you know, a few of the AFC teams, and I think when they played Cincinnati, Burrow was either injured or, um, injured or playing or injured or not playing. Uh, so it was, um, you know, maybe, so maybe you know, maybe they had hadn't quite experienced that level of competition. Yeah, um, but yeah see they Buffalo, but Baltimore was a very, very good team, very challenging team. But, um, you know, this is probably their was probably their year to do it. I'm sure I think the salary cap it was a little bit like Buffalo. This was maybe their last year to do it. It looks like everything's gonna balloon uh now in terms of salary and having to get rid of players and maybe the you know, maybe this helps the Chiefs in the long run too, but some of their uh great competition is going to have to, you know, get rid of some of their uh top assets because they can't afford to um, keep them all next year.
0: And that yeah, now it's really on the GM to be able to make these new salaries work with the,
1: the budget salary, they yeah. have. the salary cap which is you yeah. know not that high for what most teams probably would want to pay and it's because it's dictated basically by the cheapest owners who want competitiveness without having to spend a lot of money and right. but it's, to-
0: it's really hard to plan for those ballooning contracts especially at the quarterback position when they mm-hmm. have decided to take someone on long term <laughs> They ballooned much faster than what the salary cap increased, <clears throat> so that's you yeah, know, you're not getting a relief that way on the uh, on the book side of the business here.
1: Yeah, that's one of the as why the 49ers maybe are doing so well is because they have they picked the cheapest person possible that they could have drafted uh, in terms of their uh, quarterback uh, ascending scale salary. Fortunately, yeah, Brock, they do not have to pay Brock, they paid Brock Purdy peanuts basically because he was drafted last overall so he was barely making making above the minimum probably
0: and they, they may be paying dead contracts on quarterbacks that aren't on the roster more than they're paying uh actually paying Brock Purdy this
1: yeah season. i'm sure they're paying Sam Darnold just to sit on the bench more than they're paying Brock Purdy as, as yeah, well even so.
0: a veteran contract is far more far pricier than a 7th round pick
1: yeah 2 years ago so, yeah so, They're paying Trey Lance a a lot more too, because he was, even though he was on the rookie scale, he was he was number three overall, so he was, uh, yeah, he started out as you know multi million dollar salary. But uh, yeah, let's get to our our bets that we made in the uh, uh, Chiefs Ravens game. So we were, we both picked the Chiefs to win. That also means that we picked the Chiefs to cover the spread. Uh, the Chiefs were three and a half point underdogs, so we we each got those correct since we both we we picked the Chiefs to win. Uh, the Chiefs money line uh, uh, was plus one sixty eight, so we each won two hundred sixty eight dollars on that. Uh, we also picked the uh, the spread correctly, so we got basically almost doubled our money there, uh, and that helped us because I think we we both thought the points were going to be uh, easier to come by in this game. Uh, Over under was forty four and a half. It only scored twenty seven, so it didn't even come close well, uh, to the other. There was
0: the one, the one touchdown that was taken off the board, mm-hmm. the field goal that they didn't take, or they could have gotten that third down. Yeah. Or 14,
1: 14.
0: and then I guess the Sneed knock away,
1: uh, yeah. of the of the touchdown.
0: So, so like that's seventeen points that maybe could have happened, and. It's still only it's, 44 it'd still be under. so that even that, even if all three of those things happened, mm-hmm. it still wouldn't have been enough points to get to you the would have needed the Lamar
1: Jackson, maybe not to throw the interception. And and right, and um, but yeah, that was it was uh, it was under all the way, um, at least once the second half started. The one 24 we were 24 points scored in the first half, it was 17 to 7, so that was on pace to be over. But uh, the Chiefs didn't move, the, we thought, okay, the Chiefs now. When they get the ball first in the second half, they're going to move the ball. They're going to score. That didn't happen. Nobody scored really. Uh, There's only three points total scored in the second half. So,
0: yeah, just that late Baltimore field goal, and they're only scoring. Yeah. In the second half.
1: Not uh, much. So, we missed that one, uh, but we got the others right. So, um, and, we,
0: and we needed those very desperately because the rest of the picks were harder to come by, I think, for for points. Because the points were so low, some of
1: the prop bets were unders then also yeah they were or they were there were a couple of narrow misses too for one or both of us um so lamar jackson was over under 210 and a half passing yards he finished with 272 so that was over i think we each thought that he was going to be under so we missed more
0: running less throwing and the
1: chiefs got ahead early so it ended up being more throwing and yes less running we also thought Mahomes was going to be over 243 and a half because he was over 340, I think, every time he had played Baltimore before. Uh, but he narrowly um, you know, that that Lamar had uh, that uh Rasheed Rice had that Rasheed Rice touchdown gone through, he would have been over. Had mm-hmm. you know, one pass here or there been caught or just another couple of yards. He was at 241. The over under was two forty three and a half, so he was mm-hmm. under by two and a half yards.
0: He needed three more yards, and that could have been made up just by spots alone, right? So, like,
1: yeah, he was one percent under. Uh, <laughs> about, yeah, his he had ninety nine percent of what he needed to get. Um, we both had the over on that. Both had the over on that, so we both missed that. Uh, you did better on the rushing props. You got all three of the rushing prop bets. <laughs> I only got one. I only got one of the prop bets on. Um, the chiefs ravens game but uh lamar jackson rushing yards 64 and a half was the over under he only got 54 probably because they were trying to play catch up maybe they were trying a little bit harder than they needed to to play catch up because if the chiefs didn't score any points they probably could have just kept running the ball and maybe done better because the chiefs run defense is not as good as the chiefs pass defense but jackson only got 54 so he's 10 and a half under so we both got that one right mm-hmm. uh, The Pacheco one could have gone either way. It was so close. 66 and a half was the over-under. Pacheco got 68 yards rushing on something like 20-something carries. He had – it was a lot – the Chiefs were focused on running the ball, running the clock out, clock down. um, And so he was one and a half over. I picked the under. You picked the over correctly. So you got that one correct and you also got the mahomes uh rushing total correct 26 and a half is the over under i picked the over you picked the under he only got 15 yards uh there were a few kneel downs sprinkled in there um at the end of the game but um he wasn't going to he well he was never i don't think he was ever he was never over uh he Literally didn't really threatening the over but yeah.
0: He, I think he may, there may have been one long run that he had that was called back for a penalty though, wasn't wasn't
1: there? Might have been. I can't remember now. But yeah, there were there were he it it seemed like most of the time when he was scrambling, he stayed behind the line of scrimmage and made throws to Kelsey or somebody that were um instead of instead of running. He got Hit a few. He got hit quite a few times, but he fortunately didn't seem to be worse for wear. At one time, when he got wrapped up, he kind of bent backwards. His legs. Oh, it looked like that was maybe going to be an injury, but he, uh, actually never was down on that tackle. I guess fortunately, the Baltimore guy let him go rather than snap his ankles. It looked like, but nice. he was tackled right after that. But it was um pretty impressive. But yeah, so. Mahomes was under twenty six and a half, so um, that is. It was a rainy game, so that also may probably affected some of the stats. Maybe some of some of the Chiefs' plans to, especially the second half was a little bit rainy. I think. Um, yeah.
0: You didn't really notice it on the broadcast. Just sort of like when they went to one camera angle, you can sort of see it. Yeah, accumulating on the camera lens, but otherwise you didn't really notice that it was raining.
1: Yeah, it was it was a cold and wet, not coldish and wet day. Um, considerably
0: warmer than the previous two games. The yes, traffic.
1: but but not nearly as as balmy as the Las Vegas Super Bowl will be indoors at the Raiders Stadium where the Chiefs have had tremendous success before and where there's supposedly a chief's flag buried under the uh stadium you remember that i've i've heard the story yeah uh and so the chiefs will play they'll play in las vegas against the 49ers they'll play they'll play a playoff game at Allegiant stadium before the raiders will play a playoff game uh there that's so cruel, cool, Mike. That's cool said. It's it's almost as bad as when the Chiefs won more games uh at the Cardinals uh home stadium because they won the Super Bowl there and they won at Arizona. They won two games. The Cardinals only won one game at home uh all season last year. So the so <laughs> the, the Chiefs were uh you know so maybe they they can have another um kind of bragging rights type play right, a yeah, sort of infamous achievement in 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 those uh in the southwest hilarious <laughs> but they're mentioned their opponent san francisco do you want to talk a little bit about the Detroit san francisco game we did already a little bit any other things you, oh, oh, One thing i think maybe is controversial was some of the fourth down gambits by uh, head coach of the Lions, Dan Campbell, who decided on a couple of fourth and twos, fourth and threes, where field goals were available. Uh, he yeah. decided to go for it and was unsuccessful twice in the second half. And uh, the 49ers, of course, won by three points. Had he kicked field goals or even one, gotten one of those field goals to go in, it would have been a tie game do you think that going for it was the right move uh, even though they didn't get it? You know, is, is hindsight just twenty twenty? did they, did they make the right, I think analytics maybe said they were doing the right thing, but I'm not sure how much, you know, analytics can, can take, you know, they don't like. there's no accounting for momentum, psychology, uh, right. some of the intangible aspects that I think playing a game with human players Involves so the the first one was a fourth
0: and two from the San Francisco 28. So that'd have been like a 46 yard field goal attempt when they were up 24 10. Mm-hmm. The second situation, they were down three out just outside the two minute warning, or no, just uh about halfway through the fourth quarter. And it was a fourth and three from the San Francisco 30. So it'd be, you know, nearly a 50 yard attempt. Yeah, 47, 48. But that first
1: one, especially because they could have gone up 27 to 10, when
0: makes it the full, makes it three scores. Yeah.
1: So that, I think in that
0: scenario, you should probably go for it. But the big, the, I think the big thing here for, for at least for for Detroit is, they didn't change their strategy from the regular season at all. Like they, they would go for those on in the regular season all season. So when it came up in the playoffs, they went with what they've been doing all season. Mm -hmm. I guess say to go for it, then they would, or if it's close enough, they would say, go for it. Um, I like that they stuck with their game plan, but yeah, retrospect. They at least should have kicked that first
1: one. (laughs) And And I think playoff football is a different, animal than regular season football sometimes points are harder to come by yeah you just got to take points where you can get them and especially if you can go up 17 when you're only about 14 i think that's a big i think that's a big difference right so i would have yeah i i i I like going for it
0: i uh, like going for the first one but i you know now knowing what the outcome was it definitely should have kicked the
1: field goal I, I like going for it usually, but I like going for it less when there is a field goal that can be kicked because yeah. you still get, you get basically almost half the points you would get. It's almost like hedging, you know, you don't, you know, at least you'll get something out of it rather than 50, 57, 50, 50, nothing, you know, maybe, maybe three and a half, you have three and a half as your you know, is in the middle, but you get, th- you get the compromise offer of three instead of, uh, and, you know, it's one of those things where it sucks maybe to take three, but you'd still rather have three than zero. And the 34-31 final score, of course, Detroit would rather have three. They also wasted some time at the end of their drive when they called extra timeouts. Um When they ran that running play, instead of just trying to pass the ball into the end zone uh, because they had to call a timeout, and that, and that led to them not having to onside kick and not being able perhaps to force... Uh, San Francisco into a three and out and get the ball back at the end of the game. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, Detroit had a great first half, but their second half, I think they, I think they just weren't playoff savvy in the way that I think the Forty ers are.
0: And some of that may just be because Detroit is not accustomed to playing this late in uh, the season. Typically, what they haven't been to an AFC Championship or an NFC Championship game since when was
1: 1990, it? Nineteen ninety one. Yeah, and the previous time before that, last time they won, and was 1957 when they actually won in San Francisco, which I believe the, the 49ers were ahead 24 to seven at halftime in the 1957 game, and Detroit actually ended up winning that. Is that uh, right? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a mirror image of 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 oh. uh, comeback. So, um, yeah, uh, so yeah, history history repeats itself uh uh, 67 66 67 years later yeah so um, but you want to talk about our bets a little bit
0: yeah i was i was just going to add that the um what about knowing this about the uh detroit kicker uh from 30 to 39 he only missed one field goal all season 29 out of 30 but from 40 to 49 yards he was only he was 37 to 48 which is a 77% rate so if you he knew he's automatic from inside 40 yards versus like you know three three quarters chance uh from like the distance they were going for those fourth downs it, would that have changed your your uh thought on kicking the field was only 70 77% chance revin uh near 90% 90 plus percent chance
1: well maybe I don't know because I think you, if you're in the playoffs, you expect your field goal kicker to be able to make field goals. Yeah. And if you, and one of the things is, well, if you don't have a, field, a reliable field goal kicker, you should, well, there are a lot of guys out there that can be reliable and maybe you have the wrong kicker and you stuck with them.
0: I think a lot of that was just about how their strategy was all season was that yeah. if it's fourth and short, they're going for it. Like, you don't, there's no like, uh, do we do this, do we this? No, no, we're going for it. Was like that's and, how they
1: played all season. And, and they, they should like, have I done some different I think it that got him there, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. It was it wasn't a good pass. It wasn't a good play. It was a bad throw on one of them by Goff that uh did did hit somebody in the arms, but it was like a three-yard pass that should have been like here, and it shouldn't have been having to be a diving catch uh right. by the receiver. Um, but I can't remember what the other one looked like, whether well, how they were stopped, but it was uh, another incomplete pass, but another incomplete pass. So yeah, it's one of those things. I guess if you're gonna do that, but I don't know. I think at least one of those, I think the field goal would have been well, you know, even if he was only 70% accurate, uh, he still would have gotten one out of two of those field goals, and they would have tied uh <laughs> the game. So even if he was only one for two, it would have been better than. Zero for zero points, I guess. Oh, the other
0: one was a deep throw, it says, to Amon Ross, St. Brown. Yeah, that was dumb then, so. But, uh, yeah. fourth 3 Oh, well. So, yeah, yeah, we should uh, probably go through our, our picks uh, from this game.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, this was, uh, Detroit was favored, or, I mean, San Francisco was favored by seven um i picked them to cover so i thought they i thought detroit was not as in the same league as san francisco in the second half it turned out to be true but in the first half i was wrong completely i thought it was going to be a detroit win outright uh but uh they ended up coming close uh to clawing their way back and uh you know when they when they lost the lead in the second half uh but um so they only ended up losing by three so so four point cover for you, Dr. Scaff, you picked uh, Detroit to keep it close, and you also picked uh, San Francisco to win, so you threaded the needle on that one. We both picked San Francisco on the money line, but you pre- you predicted it on uh, on the spread. And like with the first game...
0: And really, it was a hedge, because I was afraid that Detroit might actually win, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure I covered my loss in case in you know in case San Francisco had a bad game or Detroit had a really good game and then it ended up just threading the needle perfectly so that was wasn't really what I was aiming to do but it worked out you know ideally
1: yeah yeah well yeah you you ended up getting it uh, absolutely right neither of us though were correct on the uh, over under uh that was 15 and a half uh there were 65 points scored so it was comfortably over but i think Neither of us thought that the game would be as high scoring as it was, maybe because we thought Detroit wasn't going to score that many points against San Francisco's defense. It turns out this kind of vaunted San Francisco defense has allowed a lot of points over the last last half of the season. So maybe their defense isn't quite as strong as as you know the Chiefs. And this is maybe when the Super Bowl comes around, it's the Chiefs that have the better defense than the 40 than the 49ers. And uh, rather than the other way around with the 49ers we seen as having the kind of best defense in the nfl uh playing against the chiefs so you know it's an interesting uh kind of turn of events i think yeah because they haven't yeah they they've been unable really to get a big great pass rush you know bose is pretty good but the rest of their guys even you know chase young hasn't done a whole lot since his arrival uh they're you know Fred Warren's a great linebacker, but then Traverius Ward has been a good corner for them at former chief Traverius Ward, but um I don't think he's up to, I don't think their linebackers as a whole or their secondary as a whole are probably up to the level of of uh what the Chiefs are. So mm-hmm. it's it's been yeah, it's interesting. Uh but uh, well, let's talk let's talk, I guess talk, talk about the prop uh, bets. And we had some interesting and very close uh calls on here and but this time they broke my way uh, a lot more than they uh did in the ravens chiefs game where nothing. i where i i almost i almost had a clean sweep of uh the props here you got a couple to keep it uh interesting for us um so brock purdy he had 267 passing yards his over-under was 272 and a half. So he was only five and a half under. You picked the over, Dr. Scaff. I picked the under, so I ended up winning on that one. Um five and a half yards. Five and a half yards. Jared Goff, his over-under was two fifty-five and a half. he had two seventy-three, so he uh ended up being over by uh about 17 and a half yards. We both picked that because we thought, I think both of us thought that. The Lions were going to be playing catch up, perhaps, and we're we're going to just have to throw the ball a lot more, maybe, than they uh, would run the ball. So, but they and they, and they kind of did because they needed that
0: last um, touchdown drive. Actually, was a big was big for the betting though, because uh, if they would have tried to kick the field goal first instead of going for the uh, touchdown,
1: yeah,
0: uh, they would have only ended up pushing on the spread,
1: yeah. and
0: uh, golf probably would not have gotten to the over on his passing yardage either. So that uh, Dan Campbell sort of, you know, go for it strategy.
1: Maybe. Actually kind of paid off on the betting line. Yeah. <laughs> that could be. Couple- yeah. So Goff was over. Uh, then for rushing yards, we had four prop bets here. Uh, McCaffrey his over under, was, was rated at 84.5. Dr. Staff, you went with the under. I went with the over on that one. And I was correct on that one because he ended up with 90 yards, so he was just five and a half over. So these over-unders were really, really nailed by, I think, by uh, the, the boys in Vegas.
0: Well-placed lines, yeah, really impressive. <laughs> yeah. Making uh, for really tight finishes and, yeah, real nail-biters for for the betters.
1: Yeah. Uh, J- uh, Jameer Gibbs, over-under was 47 and a half. Uh, he finished with 45 yards just under I picked the under. you also picked the under on that one. So we each and we each won that one. Uh, however, we didn't do so well with David Montgomery because M- M- uh, Montgomery had he had that one big he had a, a couple a few big runs uh especially in the first half. Uh, he finished with 93 yards rushing, uh, which was uh exactly double his over under of 46 and a half. Uh, we both picked the under on that one. So we were way off on that one. Yeah. Um, and then here it can uh, came down to, uh, Jared Goff, uh, is over under of one and a half yards rushing. Dr. Scaff, you picked the over. I picked the under, I was correct. Goff had exactly zero yards rushing. He never tried to run at one time. Zero attempts. Yeah. Zero attempts. I thought maybe he also might lose yards on, on kneel downs just in case the, uh, Lions were ahead at the end. Um, that didn't even end up ha- having to happen. So he had zero yards, one and a half yards under. He's over under total. So I won uh, that one. Uh, any? Do you do you want to do you want to talk about our our bets overall? Uh, yeah, and again,
0: razor thin margins between you and I uh, this week, and now even a smaller razor. Uh, separating us on, on the uh, postseason
1: betting competition as a whole, a sharper, li- uh, li- a sharper razor from Gillette Labs. You like you like, you like how Gillette is now brand- branding itself as Gillette Labs. Yeah, Do you think that does, that does that? Does that make it sound like they're more reputable? Like they're they're real so. guys in lab I, I, coats I, I, that it's
0: are. Not like it's not like a guy that's like you know banging a piece of metal against a rock. Now it's like you know there's probably lasers involved and like you know making sure these. Uh, razors are cut like very perfectly they are
1: just saying well we did three blades so why don't we try four blades <laughs> which it seems like I mean,
0: obviously like big customers of a yeah. company
1: <laughs> did you get did you get a gillette razor when you turned 18 were you were you uh sent one in the mail around your 18th oh, birthday was that? i was i i wonder i think they had like people's names on a list and like I got like a Gillette thing. Uh, and That's a little creepy. Companies
0: well, knowing like when children become adults.
1: Well, I'm sure they have. I'm sure they just, like went to like high school uh, year, you know, high school lists or something like that, high school directories, and said, "Well, these people are graduating. Uh, this yeah. year, so they're probably 18 or about to turn 18. So we'll we'll send them a, you know, whatever it is. If they're seniors in high school. Uh, we, we can send them a, a razor, maybe they'll use it. I got a lot of weird free stuff. About when I was in high school, I also got a free bottle of Surge. When it uh, did you did you get a free bottle of Surge? I
0: don't remember that either. It, had a CD. If it happened. It did that's not a thing that stuck with me as being an important event
1: in my life. Like, it had a CD I, with it that I played oh. sometimes, it had like of like alternative kind of Surge friendly music because Surge was trying to be like the new Mountain Dew. I really liked so Surge. Like, I still, it, still in fun. your car, like you have the same car from high school and yeah. it's stuck <laughs> in the CD player. Yeah, I drove that. Uh, I drove in high school. I drove an '87 Tercel that didn't have a CD player and it had nah. a tape deck. But in college, I had I had a CD player in my car uh, towards the end of college, I guess, maybe no, or a car I got after college. I got a CD player, in it. but um, I had to use the CD if I wanted to play the CDs. Before I had to use the C, the tape deck, that little adapter with the yes. with the tape deck that could plug that into your, out the back. That could yeah. plug into your disc man. Yeah. Uh, and you could play uh, CDs that way. Oh yeah, it was pretty sweet. But yeah, I got a Surge CD. I wonder if I still have my Surge CD somewhere in my childhood bedroom. Uh, but it was it no. was, yeah, you it was it was. Call
0: up uh, Wes and Dean after this and see if they can go find Surge. it. Surge, yeah. Did you, did you like Surge? Did you drink it? I remember drinking it, but I don't remember.
1: I don't know. I don't remember like asking for it ever though, you know. I must have been all, like, I I got yeah. it sometimes. I I would get it. I like Mountain Dew a lot, so I got Surge. I liked I preferred Surge to Mountain Dew. I liked it a little yeah. bit more. It had a more of a orangish, maybe, flavor to it. Maybe but... a little more citrusy. Uh... Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just yeah. remember thinking it was weird, like when I went to college at Iowa State. Like how many more people drank Mountain Dew in Iowa than did in Casey area? Oh, huh. like it was there, but it wasn't like that popular I think at the time anyway, but it, like in Iowa it was like there were people that only drank Mountain Dew. Like I think in rural America Mountain Dew is more popular. It seems like that is the case, yeah. Cuz I didn't remember any I don't really remember people like like there was a big clamoring for Mountain Dew amongst the people that I knew at least anyway in Kansas City and then like,
1: well, going that, to, Yeah.
0: It seemed like most people drank was it was very weird just just how different it is. It's like one state away. but Yeah,
1: even the name. Oda so tendencies were very different. Even the name Mountain Dew, because it means m- m- moonshine, basically. Yeah. Um, so it has that kind of rural quality. I think there were like hillbillies that are originally were yeah. like the Mountain Dew mascots. And in West Virginia, they drank a ton of Mountain Dew. And I think that supposedly for a while, the like, children's teeth were really, really bad because a lot of like parents apparently Soft and porous gave children like Mountain Dew as a bedtime drink or like put them put Mountain Dew like in a bottle and gave it to like their their, their young children uh right. and uh so there were a lot of cavities in uh teeth in maybe it's also because maybe water wasn't fluoridated uh you uh, could have been drinking bourbon Mike that's the <laughs> But yeah, Mountain Dew was a big problem. I think I was I was watching like documentaries on like rural medical clinics in like West Virginia and like, like kids were like addicted to Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but yeah, so I but anyway I liked Surge a little better. I wish they still had Surge. They brought back mellow yellow, sort of, I guess, but uh, they brought back Surge for a little while, uh, maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, but it's... has it been replaced? Did it like is it a different name now,
0: or is it? Is it no, like? No,
1: it's basically if they ha- if if there is a Mountain Dew ish product, it's Mellow yellow like at McDonald's or or whatever. Um, I just
0: typed in Surge Soda, and
1: in the, in the uh, website says Surge
0: Soda is back. Oh, it is. I don't know. Apparently, unless this website's old, I don't know. Shop now.
1: It is maybe it's maybe you can find it at certain places oh, this is out of stock if <laughs> in it, mine comes up as like a
0: uh, like Instacart, Amazon, and Walmart but it all says out of stock
1: well <laughs> uh, well they had crystal pepsi come back a few years ago do you remember that Burger? oh
0: maybe burger kings
1: have it ooh burger king it i it shows burger... up
0: as a burger king in, in north Kansas city kck
1: I had no idea they had surge. I maybe, if they had Burger- maybe Burger I, King has it. I don't know. I, I use the Burger King, uh, not app. But I order online from Burger King a lot because it's easy to do. Yeah, you know, Burger King's around, and they give you like, like if you like, there's like you can always get like free fries or something if you do it. Um, yeah, and so I've I've done that quite a bit lately, but I haven't gotten. Surge. You didn't haven't, haven't look through the soda list to see if surge is present. No, oh, I just assumed they had coke, but maybe. Maybe they maybe they have surge. That would be. I, I would I would drink that. Yeah, um, just as nostalgia. At least it would give me that. Uh, I think actually I got surge. I think surge came out about the same time as the nineteen ninety six Atlanta Olympics, because uh, that was of course in the head where Atlanta is where Coca Cola is headquartered. Uh, so I think that was a big. It was like to appeal to like young, uh, you know, ex, you know, skateboard types. Uh, to get them off of Mountain Dew because Mountain Dew's always been the more extreme of the sodas as well, and uh, but Surge was, yeah, I think that's when it came out uh, around the Atlanta Olympics, and mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah, I got free Surge and I got a uh, Gillette uh, Razor uh, as well. I Maybe mean, it was a Mach Three at that point. Uh, I think they had just gotten the three-bladed razor, and now they're up to like twelve blades. Yeah and they have like other things that like in at Gillette Labs is developing with uh, you know teflon coating or something or um uh, weird lubrication uh uh extra lubrication strips or or, or something it's it's a nice right. it's, it's i don't know the boys in the boys at Gillette Labs are really uh um you know, on the cutting edge of, of, of science and technology. So I do, I just like how they say that in the commercials, Gillette, it's from Gillette labs. So like, yeah. it seems like, I don't know, if, I don't know who the advertising person that said, why don't we start calling it Gillette labs uh, to make it sound extra exciting or does, or maybe in our uh, anti-science uh, you know, COVID denialism uh, world, this lab have a ne- negative uh, effect. We don't want some, you uh, pointy-headed uh scientists telling us um, um, what to do, maybe we want the. Uh, well, I mean, labs it. also has like a connotation about
0: like you know, some you know like drug labs or they're, they're referred to as labs too. So yeah, even if they're you know done in someone's basement or someone's RV or something like yeah. that. Yeah, or yeah, Labrador. I mean, is, with that too, but there's Labrador
1: retrievers as well referred to as labs. So maybe mm-hmm. it's a dog. A for dog, the cat owners wouldn't like Gillette Labs. In the way that uh, dog owners... So dog maybe owners. the word is ambiguous enough that no one can really be
0: offended by it because they just assume that it means Labrador or... <laughs> yeah, somebody,
1: somebody's saying, oh, those dogs down at Gillette are really uh, working hard to... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it would be a dog in a lab coat. That's what it should be.
0: Uh, they pan over and that's the dog in a lab coat?
1: There's like two of them. There's like a yellow lab, yellow lab and a black lab. Like, uh, oh. but dogs, dogs don't really shave very often, I don't think. And, and if they do, they need that like giant uh, cone around their head if they have surgery or whatever, so they do not uh, right. uh, try to infect reinfect the area that was uh, 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 surgery performed on, but uh, yes, anyway, we we've we got off a little topic here where 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 were were we? We were on the uh, oh, about how razor thin razor thin that's the it. margins were that's
0: it. So at the end of last week, I think you had a nearly three dollar lead, Mike. Three dollars. $3. That's not bad. And now your lead has evaporated. And now you trail by 27 cents after our 46 playoff bets. We're <laughs> separated by 27 cents. So 46 bets. It's $4,600 waged.
1: We're 27 cents apart. 27 cents apart. We each won money this week. Uh were about 120 bucks. Yeah, you were a little over. I was a little under 120. And that's what that's what separated us. Yeah. So
0: overall, now you're plus 140 and 23 cents. I'm plus 140 and 50 cents.
1: <laughs> really, you can round yours up to 141, and mine's rounded down to 140. So it's uh, a dollar if you round it. Uh, yes. Th- if you it's th- if it's three significant figures, that you want to use
0: uh right. <laughs> we could if we're if we're using gasoline rules with the not ni- the nine tenths of a cent <laughs> third no yeah, third digit beyond the decimal No, yeah <laughs> third to
1: beyond nine tenths of a cent i always like that uh uh, they don't even they don't need to use that but i guess it makes things look slightly cheaper is that the only reason that i guess yeah do you think oh it's $1.18? eighteen. it's not re-, it's really $1.19 nineteen. but you see or i guess it's th- let's say three eighteen, three nineteen dollars in in 2024 terms what is gas in missouri is it over 3 bucks it's it's like 269
0: i think is what i paid today actually wow i paid 3 something 3 312
1: 313 uh, yesterday, so it's a lot, cheaper. a lot of that is just the, the,
0: I mean, luck of having been, you know, residing in the Kansas City area because the gasoline mostly um, travels north from Texas into Casey area. And then from there, it like branches out as how they like transport it through the country. So it's just earlier in the supply chain that it gets dropped off in Kansas City yeah. Most of the rest of the country. So, KC has like a
1: typically cheaper gasoline price than
0: than the coasts have.
1: Yeah. My part of Maryland is actually more expensive usually than the rest of Maryland, too, because it's a little more isolated, I guess. So, it probably has to take a second trip from yeah. whatever city it goes. Then it has to be secondarily yeah. transported to. Probably comes back from Hagerstown or something, uh, yeah. Maryland. It goes to Cumberland. Uh, but yeah, and Pennsylvania is usually a little more expensive than uh maryland is and maybe that's probably just taxes and things like that too i don't know
0: but um but there is part of it is like a supply yeah how how long it has to take to transport it and so like there's this additional cost associated with moving it further kansas city is a very lucky place to be i think for because it is actually like a stop point for gasoline as it gets sent around the country
1: it's a lucky place to be if you're a uh, gasoline consumer And also like a place to be if you're a a fan of the local football team. So it seems like KC is the place to be. Um, And speaking of of KC, none of the KC players uh, are going to be in Orlando, Florida this week, which is uh, where the uh, second annual Pro Bowl games are being held. 24-24 Pro Bowl games. They've switched a couple years ago from the... Traditional All Star Game format to more of a skills competition with a little bit of flag football thrown in. How? Um, but uh, there'll be lots of events. We kind of know who's going to be in the Pro Bowl, at least the roster. We don't really know who's going to be in the events, but that hasn't prevented us from wanting to bet on uh, these events. We had a we had such a huge uh, upswell of support and interest in our la- in last year's Pro Bowl betting guide uh, that we're going to do another one this year. Uh, so sh- should we go ahead and, and start our, our our Pro Bowl betting extravaganza? Yes, we'll, t- two. we'll two, yeah. We'll we'll leave the uh, Super Bowl preview uh, for next week because I think everybody's more interested right now in in, in, in the Pro Bowl uh, preview. But um, yeah, let's, ha- let's talk. Let's talk a little about the, the Pro Bowl. And Doctor Chef, why don't you run us through some of these um, competitions, and then we will each make our Bets and, and then the way we do the Pro Bowl bets is that we take different sides uh, because there's no actual betting lines uh, in the Pro Bowl. We've looked on FanDuel, looked on other sites. For yeah. some reason, nobody's taking advantage of these Pro Bowl bets. Uh, I don't know why. Um, it seems like it's a missed opportunity because people want to gamble and there's all these little things that they could gamble on. Right? Uh, why not take advantage of that? I guess Las Vegas doesn't feel like it has a maybe a, an edge, so like it just it just flipping a coin. Uh, but you know, you still have you know they still have the juice, even if they don't know which way or the other. It's still you know minus one ten to bet on one thing rather than uh, you know the actual 50-50 shots. So they can still probably make their money back. But maybe we should petition uh, Caesars yes. or Valley. Well, it,
0: or... it does make it more difficult because somebody. Players, you don't know who the is actually on the roster until just a few days before. Like I think they, they just finalized the rosters, I believe, you know, Tuesday, which is the day we're we're recording this episode of the Warning Track Power Hour. Uh and you know, the games start on Thursday. So there's not really enough time probably for to form like real good opinions about what is gonna yeah. happen at any of these events. And most of the events are ridiculous anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I want to know who's
1: gonna win the tug of war,
0: AFC or NFC? And and a lot of it isn't televised or it's pre-recorded, so they don't maybe even know when the events are taking place, like publicly. Yeah, some of the events I don't think have are available to the public to even watch. I think in person, so they may want to keep those things from being known before they decide to air them at a later time. So it makes it a little weirder, I guess, for betting mm-hmm. from that perspective because you don't know how legitimate any of this. Stuff. Yes, but degenerate gamblers don't care how legitimate anything is. Does that sound right?
1: That's right. We don't want. We don't want legitimate. We're we're even though this is fake money, so it doesn't it doesn't really matter for us. But this is more about pride than anything else. So we'll
0: we're going to be making our picks uh, based on what we know at this point, at least anyway. Uh, it looks like Thursday there are seven events scheduled, which include the precision passing presented by Lowe's there's the best catch competition for receivers I believe is what it was last year just receivers I think we thought maybe there might be tight ends involved in it last year but I think it was just
1: receivers it's only and now it's only one player from each conference will be shown in pre-recorded segments doing special catches around various Orlando landmarks and a fan vote will determine who had the best catches so there's only going to be two people involved.
0: Apparently. Yeah. And we don't know who they are. So no. we know that one is from the AFC, one is from the NFC. That is all we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also the closest to the pin competition, the golf accuracy, six players from each conference, a driving contest. And then there will be the high stakes competition, which. Seems slightly convoluted in how they've described it. Player will be, I guess, holding one or more footballs and then trying to catch, yeah, uh, balls that are like lobbed to them from the from a uh, jugs machine.
1: Yeah, it seems a little double derish to me.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if they have to continue to carry that. I don't know if they have to have like a, you know, hands full of 12, 13 balls, and whoever has the most at the end wins, or.
1: I yeah, mean. I don't know. We'll,
0: we'll, but we'll bet on it. We don't
1: even know what's going on, but we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, bet each other on it. Yeah. Is the AFC or, or NFC is going to win?
0: Then there's the dodgeball competition presented by Bud Light, featuring mm-hmm. was it the AFC offense uh, versus the NFC defense, NFC offense versus the AFC defense. Yes. Uh, and then the winner of those two games will face each other. So there'll be three games here that I guess will be not necessarily picking. But we're gonna, we're just gonna pick the rosters that we think will win the overall games, I think. We right? each,
1: we'll, we'll each pick two. And yes. we'll get one point for each semifinal victory. And then
0: you want right. to
1: do two and we'll get two points for the finals. That's right, that's right. That's right.
0: Yes. That makes that sense.
1: Like, that sounds like a good good way Double to up talk. on the on
0: the winner, overall winner. Yeah. Uh, then there's the kick tac-toe competition. It looks like the place kickers. We're trying to hit targets on the field.
1: It'll be Justin Tucker versus Brandon Aubrey in that one. Tucker for the AFC Ravens, Aubrey for the NFC Cowboys.
0: Uh, and then, I, for the first time, there's a new skill competition. Snapshots. For the long snappers and centers will be uh, showcasing their skills by snapping balls at targets of various sizes and point values. Ooh, This the event that it was going to draw you into the uh, Pro Bowl Thursday skills competition
1: events. Sure, why not? I'm not going to be watching these probably, but I will be interested in the results. And yes, we don't center so I think I think hiking the ball has been uh, in precision. Like in my in my version of like how we could create a, a better NFL offense would be would involve a lot more directional snapping. Of the ball, having two the two quarterback system where one quarterback you have two two sort of like Lamar Jackson ish type quarterbacks, both of which can run and both of which can pass at a reasonable level. I yeah. think I think that's the best offense that you could have. Uh, I'm surprised the NFL hasn't developed the two quarterback system yet. But um, yeah, we've
0: seen the triple threat offense. But we've never seen a double QB threat offense.
1: Yeah, no, we need so, to. Yeah, I would just yeah try to find two. Running quarterbacks, you know, and two uh, yeah, and yeah, I think I think like, yeah, Lamar Jackson, and uh I don't know who, you know, Huntley is a pretty good runner, or you know, yeah, young Teddy Bridgewater, you know, somebody like that. Uh, there's there's running there's running QBs that would do well in college, and I think they could maybe do well in the pros if they had this kind of scheme for them. Scheme, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jalen Hurts, you know, if if you know imagine Hertz and Lamar Jackson in the same backfield, you know, that kind of, they could have been drafted together because neither one was drafted super high. Uh, you know, they, you know, what do you, yeah. How would you, how would you uh, defend that uh, system? Right. Yeah. Easy, easy peasy. Um, okay. So is you, do you want to make our bets on the Thursday games and then talk about Sunday? Sure. Let's do it. Okay.
0: So I think we decided that, uh, we're gonna do this like a draft for the as to how we're gonna make the picks.
1: Okay. At least so we're gonna do the draft. Uh we'll alternate most of them. Uh so you'll you'll pick first in the first one, and then I'll pick first on the second one and, and so on. Uh but uh for the quarterback skills competition, the precision passing, um, we know now which six quarterbacks are going to be in the in the uh, Pro Bowl. Um, you know, quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, who were selected to the Pro Bowl, are not going to be in it. Uh, Brock Purdy as well. Other quarterbacks who have been selected are not in. Uh, but we know which quarterbacks are going to be in it. So, the way we're going to do it is, Dr. Scaff, he won the coin flip before uh, we started the show. He's going to pick the first quarterback. But we're going to do a kind of fantasy football style snake draft for the quarterbacks. So, uh, Dr. Scaff will pick first. I will pick second and third, he will pick fourth and fifth, and then I will pick sixth. Uh so I get the last quarterback, but also the second and third picks. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh so and the way we'll do it is I think we'll go um do you want to go six, five, four, three, two, one, or do you want to go five, four, three, two, one, zero as our uh point scoring? You guys will go more points. I think as many, you always try to get as many points as you can. So I think the six
0: six
1: for the winner, five for the
0: One for the the worst, I guess. One for the worst.
1: You still get get a consolation point. Consolation point. Okay. Six, five, four, three, two, one. All right. Um. So, our six quarterbacks are going to be C.J. Stroud, Gardner Minshew, both alternates, and two attack of the low, who's actually elected the starter originally, um, for the AFC. And then it's three alternates for the NFC: Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Brock Purdy, not in it. uh, But Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield, and Geno Smith will be in the precision passing. So, who do we like uh, as your first overall pick in the precision passing?
0: Well, after after having looked at the list, I was less confident about having my first pick. (laughs) Mike, would you like to trade first picks? with me for something else now uh um i did a little research on this briefly before and i will say last season there's only one quarterback who was in this field that has done this precision Ooh. uh passing event from last year that's also in this year's competition so i think with my first pick, I'll I will go with the veteran,
1: Geno Smith. Yeah, I thought I had a I had a feeling you might go with Geno Smith. Uh, I remember he was in the Pro Bowl last year,
0: Um I believe see. he finished third in the precision passing event last year.
1: So I am going to pick for my second pick. I'm going to pick the rookie CJ Stroud, and then I will pick. Uh, Gardner Minshew, uh, the other AFC alternate, as my third, as a third pick. So my first two picks are Stroud and Minshew. Now you have uh, your choice for your uh, fourth and fifth uh, overall picks.
0: So I will take. I think I'm going to leave you with Jalen Hurts. So I will take Baker Mayfield and Tua.
1: Yeah, that's what I would have done too. I would, I think Hertz is not the most precise passer, but maybe he'll maybe he's good at these sorts of uh passing things. Hard to say. So Stroud Minshew Hertz. Okay. That is our precision passing. I'm Stroud Minshew Hertz. You are Smith Tua Baker. Yes. Okay. Let's go on to the best catch. We don't know who the best catch is gonna be. Uh do you think so? My turn ch- 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 uh, to choose first is either AFC or NFC. Um, Tyreek Hill is on the AFC, so I think he might win that one. So I'm going to pick AFC as J- uh, Jamar Chase is also on the AFC. I think I think those, they, those are maybe two of the bigger stars. Um, so I'm going to pick AFC to win the best catch, which which
0: means I will get the NFC. Uh, and then I will pick first in the next category. Is that yes. Right? yes. Which is closest to the pin. Right?
1: Yeah, I think we're going to do two on this one. Uh, we're going to do uh, both AFC and NFC, but also maybe offensive player or defensive player. Right, that's right. That's right.
0: Okay, so I will take Oof. AFC, NFC, it's I, I, you just don't know you don't know who would you, you rather know.
1: pick offensive or defensive would you oh, rather i think
0: i think i'm gonna go with the offense player i think i'll tell you, i think i think the winner will be from i think i think a lot of offensive linemen probably play golf normally these are usually like very large guys that have long drives but it's also close to the pitch so there's more of an accuracy to it too i think maybe the offensive linemen are more likely to play more golf than defensive players are just as a guess because i don't know so I'm going to take offense with my pick okay you I'll take two picks then
1: well I could could I could I take a could I take AFC and NFC and leave you with offensive teams but that would we need to end up tying that way I don't yep. I don't think that's that's I would be it's funny but it's not the spirit of the of the a, game a strategy
0: but I think by that it's I, a strategy I, that would let, that leaves us to split the points is really what it yeah is. And we
1: know that going in so I, I would so the, by if you pick defense, I if you pick offense, I get defense. Um, I don't know about the other one. I'll pick. I'll stick with the AFC. And therefore, you get the NFC. That way, we could we could range from uh uh zero to two points for each of us. I think that's more fair.
0: Yeah. It could and it could split though too, but all right. Yeah, so, all of the outcomes are on the table that way. The other way, it does it locks it to one one Yeah. Minutes, right? If you if you did the two
1: conferences, so do you want me to go first for high stakes, uh, or are you go first because I you went first for closest oh, to the pit? Oh,
0: it makes it weird because it's an even number too, doesn't it? So if I go first this time, then you'd get you'd pick second and then first in the next one, right? Or what are we doing with high stakes? No, we know think, it's only one pick. We're just doing AFC or NFC. So I guess this one should be mine. I think. Okay. And you get you'll get the next pick on the. Okay. Yeah, I'll take the first pick on the. uh That'll be the basketball. snake draft. You will do snake. Yeah. I'll get two in a row. Still, I guess, right? Yeah. Like we pick first two games in a row. Yeah, it doesn't matter. High stakes. Uh, you've been taking AFC. Uh. I don't know who's going to be returning kicks in these, I guess. But I don't know if that matters. Um, I'll take... I'll I'll keep it the same. Maybe I'll take the NFC again this time.
1: Okay. I'll take AFC. I don't know if it's going to be the punt returner, return specialist Marvin Mims of Denver, or the return specialist Rashid Shaheed of New Orleans. If mm. those two are going to be doing it, or if it's random. Uh, it, could people. it could be a receiver, I guess. I don't know. It could be multiple people on each team. All right, now we're at the dodgeball, which is played by four teams of five players. Uh, AFC offense and AFC defense, NFC offense, NFC defense. Um, I pick first. I'm yes. gonna pick the since I've done AFC so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go um, NFC defense is my first pick for dodgeball.
0: Then I guess I pick the next two. Yeah. All right, then I'll I'll take the AFC defense. And maybe I'll split it. I'll mix it up. I'll go NFC offense. Okay, so... No, that's probably not a good idea. I'll
1: go AFC NFC defense, AFC offense will be mine too. Okay. And then you'll pick first and kick-tack-toe then. Uh, kick-tack-toe I pick first? I'm going to take the AFC for kick-tack-toe because I think I'm going to pick Justin Tucker.
0: See, Mike, it's AFC... Uh, that leaves me with the NFC.
1: And now, but you get the first pick for the one we all wanted. Snapshots. Snapshot.
0: And these are the two. So this is Creed Humphrey's back, or you know, backup for the Pro Bowl because he's not participating. Uh, so I think I will take the NFC.
1: It will now Jason Kelsey. You're going down. I don't think he, he's going to play either. I don't think it's, it doesn't say he's not, or uh, at least on Wikipedia. So he might play. I think
0: the, let's see, or oh, wait, maybe let's see. No, he's no, he's there. Yeah, he's, he's not listed as out. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, yeah, I guess I'll take the NFC, right? That's what I said, right? Yeah. yeah. NFC,
1: I'll take the AFC in the snapshot then. Yes. Okay. Now, do we want to talk about our? Sunday competition. So those are the Thursday games. We'll each be watching closely. And there are also games on Sunday that will...
0: Four more events before the two big events, I guess. Yes. So first, there's the Madden 24 head-to-head. It looks like the NFC won last year. So it's okay.
1: Do you okay. want to announce all the games first, or do you want to? Oh yes,
0: yeah, sure. Uh, okay. So, competition in uh, Madden Twenty Four. Uh, you and it apparently is using the Pro Bowl games rosters even, so they'll be playing. Some of them may be playing as themselves Ooh. on the field then too. So, uh, and there's also the, what is that, Gridiron Gauntlet. Presented by Snickers, which is a relay race between six players of each conference. Obstacle courses are involved. Walls will be broken. Doors will be crawled under. Yes, and a sled push, which is what we
1: all want to see. I think. Yeah. You get I think guys with blocking sleds. That's 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 part of a uh, classic uh, football yes. practice. Right. And then the classic tug of
0: war competition. Community conferences. Mm-hmm. It's a five on five teamwork event, yes.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: and then finally, there's the move the chains competition, which appears to be a offensive defensive line and strength and speed competition. That takes strategy and teamwork, Mike. Players will be moving 3,000 pounds of weight off a massive wall and then be the first team to pull a 2,000-pound wall across the finish line.
1: Wow, that sounds exciting. Yes. And then, of course, we finish with the flag football competitions, and there were three separate flag football games that will happen um, between AFC and the NFC, so do we want to pick the winners of each of those three? Well, then it's—is um, this the one that's coached by the Manning brothers? I believe so. Peyton with the AFC and uh, Eli with the NFC. And then is are, so are they? This is instead of the traditional Pro Bowl game. Is that how? it – Yes. Called? Yeah. There's three really like the some, Pro Bowl games. Three mini. Uh. Three. Okay. Mini, uh, fly football games there's no f- actual tackle football game anymore that's probably better
0: did they do was there a full pro bowl game last year
1: no was, no was there not was it only skills competition only skills competition and fly football okay i'd forgotten that because i don't know actually don't know that i watched it last i watched the, year. I watched some of the fly football <laughs> okay so okay so i guess it's my turn to pick first uh yes it is for madden you said nfc won last year that's right. Um, Since they won last year, maybe we will go NFC. I don't know who was playing for the NFC, but maybe NFC will win again. Maybe they're better at, flag f- at, uh, at Madden football, so I'm going to pick NFC to win Madden.
0: Which leaves me with the AFC and then the first pick in the Gridiron Gauntlet. I don't know how to pick this one other than just randomly pick uh and it looks like i have been more or less
1: looks like i'm nfc heavy so i'll take the afc this time again i'll I'll do nfc for that one tug of war i'm going to go since i've done that seems like on sunday i'm heavier nfc so i'm gonna stick with my heavy nfc on sunday i'm gonna go nfc again for tug of war
0: which leaves me with the AFC and then move the chains. Maybe I'll switch it back and take
1: the NFC this time. And I'll take the AFC for move the chains. I think the NFC might be tired after their tug of war victory. Ooh. So maybe it's something similar. All right. And for flag football, how do we want to score? Because this is, this is the premier event. Do we want to do uh two points per match on flag football, leaving a six total? That makes sense. Okay. Was it two was it a championship game or how how does it ordered? I think I think if there ends up being I think there's gonna be three played no matter what, whether it's yeah. best of three or not. Um so we can do first. I think they'll probably have one game maybe with each quarterback. Oh, maybe that's what it's gonna be. Probably.
0: That could make sense.
1: That's my guess. Let's let's pretend it's that way. So there's
0: so, a game one. Winner is what we're trying to project. Yeah, and it, it, you're you have the first pick. Okay, so
1: game one, if it's Tua as the starter in game one, or maybe, I don't know if they do it as an anchor. I he guess. is he
0: is um officially you know listed as the starter.
1: Yeah, against, I guess it's going to be Brock. It's going to be Jalen Hurts maybe then as the starter. It does say. The, on the, NF,
0: on the um, NFL website, it does say Jalen Hurts it replaces Purdy specifically.
1: So, and Purdy was the the starter. I think Tua might be the a really good flag football player I'm gonna, over Jalen Hurts because he's because he's uh, he's not you know you can't tackle him. He's got precision passes. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say AFC wins game one, especially if Tyree kills who he's throwing yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. So, you have have the NFC then for game one. Yeah. Game two.
0: I guess is my pick then. I'll say, I I will say you're probably right. The AFC is probably going to win the first game. So, I will say the NFC will win the second game, though. So, to make it one to one.
1: So, Team Eli this time, which is hard for me to even say, but. Okay. So, I guess I'm going with the AFC then for that one. Um, and you know what? I'm gonna just continue with me this way. I'll pick AFC for all three. There you go. And you'll have NFC for all three. And, and, the,
0: and, the, and those are our um.
1: And those are two points. Each. Yes.
0: I have no idea what what happened last year. I don't remember what, which one of us won a competition.
1: I think I I can't remember either. I I, I think, either. I don't remember. It it was it's such as it was it was I think it ended up being close. I think, I think you won. I th- if I if I remember correctly, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, uh, before our next episode, uh, I'll have to do some research. And we'll see if I can figure out who won. Last we'll, also year. Watch the,
1: we'll have to watch. We'll have to watch uh, last year's episode. <laughs> last year's episode. See how yeah. much we've grown uh, since since that time period. Um, speaking of time period, is our time period up for uh, tonight? I think we've I think we've uh, definitely approaching. Yeah, we we've had some good tangents, I believe, talking about uh, uh, the <laughs> <laughs> and and the, re, the return of Surge, uh, that may or may not be at your local Burger King. Uh, it's not.
0: It's not. I looked up Burger King online, and it was not available at at uh, the North Kansas City one. By the
1: oh, one, So good. I'm glad we told our viewers that because they might go to Burger King, and say... Scaff and Worman, they lied to us saying surge was available and it was not available. Co- so this is Coca-Cola company's fault. Maybe they, maybe they're bringing it back, uh, come springtime. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, you have that to look forward to, uh, perhaps, uh, but we also have next week's episode to look forward to, and you have this week's pro bowl games to look forward to, uh, probably most importantly, we have the super bowl coming up in two weeks, but we'll talk about that next week. Um, so I think uh we're gonna we're gonna sign off here. Uh as always, I am Dr. Michael Lerman. he is Dr. Adrian Scaff, we are the rewarding trek power hour. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast, which is available on several different platforms. And until next week, we wish you a good day.